Is there a grand conspiracy to rule the world and covertly place Earth's inhabitants in a state of servitude to a wealthy, power-crazed group of elites? Any who delve into such ideas will soon discover tales of the Illuminati. The very name sends tremors through those who believe in the existence of this secret society, which is apparently exercising control through powerful members in its bid for global hegemony. Websites, online videos, and other sources are quick to identify celebrities, such as Beyonce, the Rothschilds, Henry Kissinger, President Biden, and even Queen Elizabeth as key members. Some even allege that Queen Elizabeth runs a cloning center replicating celebrities in preparation for the global takeover. Many are the believers in this clandestine yet supposedly powerful group of Illuminati who operate under the mystic symbol of the all-seeing eye of providence as they realize their goal of the new world order. How could such ideas be passionately believed by so many? Does such a group really exist? Should you be concerned? Stay tuned and we'll explore these questions, examine what is behind this adamant belief, and determine if indeed a mysterious and nefarious plot is afoot about which you should be informed. I cannot tell you how many times in the past year people have forwarded me all manner of internet-based sites offering shocking information about plots and conspiracies. Much of it is obviously totally false, but occasionally a few seeds of truth are embellished or twisted to cause one to reach a predetermined conclusion. Some time ago I received a message making a fantastic claim which should have been, if true, front page news everywhere. It looked authentic as an article, but I wondered why the story wasn't related on regular news. Of course, some would say the reason is that regular news would want to suppress that message, which in some cases could be true. The article claimed to be from the renowned British newspaper, The Daily Telegraph. This paper is known for its careful checking of facts. I examined the URL in the message I had received. It was a bit odd and not a UK address. It was a fake. The claim in the article was in fact untrue, a lie. It was not in the mainstream news because it did not happen. However, this story may well have been believed by thousands because it is tempting to consider things at face value and accept them blindly, especially if the message seems to agree with one's existing beliefs. Some communications I receive make claims that some cadre of global elite, whoever they may be, are enacting events that will lead to their taking over control of the planet. With each new problem the Earth faces, it seems the global elite use it as a new project and forget the old one they were working on. Not a few of these messages mention a mysterious group called the Illuminati. Now this provides a very good example of how sincere people can be led down a false path. According to Britannica Online, Illuminati had its origins when a young lady who had become a nun in the Dominican order in Spain in the late 1400s 
claimed to be able to converse with Jesus and Mary. King Ferdinand supported her, but the leader of the Dominican order sought the Pope's help to place her before the Inquisition to determine the legitimacy of her story. She was protected by the Spanish nobility. This gave rise to the group known as the Alambrados, or Enlightened. Despite severe suppression by the Inquisition, the movement did become established in France, where they were known as Illuminae. Initially, they were an unofficial religious mystic order, seeking enlightenment from visions and meditation. Some were involved in occult beliefs, likely for protection against persecution in a very intolerant time, they made their order and its beliefs secret. Small clusters of believers took numerous forms in different areas of Europe and North Africa. It appears they largely dissipated over time. Much later, another society most closely linked to the name Illuminati was founded in 1776 in the then independent Principality of Bavaria. This time it does not appear to have been a religious movement, but consisted of a group of Bavarian intellectuals dedicated to free thought, seeking a government of the people rather than rule based on hereditary lineage. The founder was a former Jesuit and professor named Adam Weishaupt. Replacing European Christianity with a religion of reason was their goal. The members, a relatively small and select group of similar-minded men, pledged allegiance to their superiors and apparently organized their structure to allow for an intake of new members. Cautiously selected young men of rank, wealth and good education were recruited. At their high point they appear to have had about 2,000 members from across Europe and Britain. However, in 1785 the government of Bavaria moved to disband and ban the movement and the Bavarian Illuminati gradually dissipated and faded out of existence. So how is it that today we have rumors and tales about the Illuminati being a group that is on the verge of taking control and establishing a new world order? The story is interesting as it informs us how easily humans can be deceived. In July 2020, Journalist Sophia Gowler published an article on the BBC website entitled The Accidental Invention of the Illuminati Conspiracy. This was a remarkable article which chronicles not the continuance of the ancient Illuminati, but the modern creation of a mythology. Ms. Gowler recounts the work of author and broadcaster David Bramwell, who has uncovered the real origins of the present supposed Illuminati conspiracy. He points out that the Illuminati we hear about today has little to do with the secret mission of a 15th century Spanish sect, intellectual Bavarians, or zealous Jesuits. It all began somewhere amid the summer of love and the hippie phenomenon when a small printed text emerged, Principia Discordia. The book was, in a nutshell, a parody text for a parody faith, Discordianism conjured up by enthusiastic anarchists and thinkers to bid its readers to worship Eris, goddess of chaos. The Discordian movement was ultimately a collective that wished to cause civil disobedience, practical jokes, and hoaxes. A writer for Playboy magazine, Robert Wilson, focused on one of the principles of the book, 
that benevolent activities could stimulate social change by causing people to question reality. And along with one of the original authors of Principia Discordia, Carrie Thornley, created a new myth concerning a group called the Illuminati at the heart of a global conspiracy. To shake up society, they attempted to bring chaos through the willful spreading of disinformation through multiple portals of counterculture. Their techniques are still employed by a host of individuals interested in spreading disinformation. At the time, Wilson worked for the men's magazine Playboy. He and Thornley started sending in fake letters from readers talking about this secret elite organization called the Illuminati. Then they would send in more letters to contradict the letters they had just written. So the concept behind this was that if you give enough contrary points of view on a story, in theory, idealistically, the population at large start looking at these things and think, hang on a minute, says Bromwell. They ask themselves, can I trust how the information is presented to me? It's an idealistic means of getting people to wake up to the suggested realities that they inhabit, which, of course, didn't happen quite in the way they were hoping. Bromwell describes how he and Wilson saw their Illuminati myth spread far and wide. Wilson, wanting to capitalize on this unexpected success, then wrote the Illuminati Trilogy, which reportedly had the Illuminati behind great cover-ups of the day. Today, this mythology is possibly the most widely believed conspiracy theory, but it's all fake. It is amazing that this effect of creating a myth that many will believe is reality was possible long before the Internet. Today, however, the websites and social media platforms propagate such fantasies with ease, relying on a greatly watered-down public education system and an uninformed population that lacks historical, scientific, and geographical awareness. It is now easy to deceive many. Conspiracy theories thrive because they seem to provide a simple answer to a perceived problem. The person does not have to worry about contradictory statements because they are unaware of them, or ignore them because they are too numerous. People with higher levels of education are less likely to believe in conspiracy theories. However, they too can fall victim if they're not careful as to what they choose to consume. When people feel their views are unheard, or they lack power, conspiracy theories can plant seeds that lead to social protest movements. Masses of people can be easily mobilized for causes, activism, and civil disobedience when there are perceptions of injustice real or imagined, even opening the door to blind mass acceptance of new ideas and concerns without studying the matter for themselves, leading to things such as climate extremism. Studying verifiable and competent sources is one way to defend against falling victim to the myriad of theories about plots circulating in our media. Even religion is not exempt from misinformation. Today's free offer which will be mentioned in more detail later in the program, will give you the truth about a topic that has long been subject to myths and wrong assumptions. Be sure to check out our free offer. Is there a grand conspiracy to rule the world and place Earth's inhabitants in a state of servitude to a wealthy, power-crazed group of elites 
who secretly plot to take control of all peoples on the planet? If you trust the internet, there are thousands of them. While the vast majority of conspiracy theories circulating in our society are hoaxes, there does exist a warning concerning the end of this age in an ancient source. The Israelite prince, Isaiah, who according to rabbinic tradition was the first cousin of Jewish king Uzziah, he was a man of the palace, yet he was used to carry a message to the nation of Israel of his day. It is also a message largely accepted as a prediction and a warning to a family of great nations at the end of the age, the end-time descendants of Israel. It seems the people in Isaiah's day, around 700 BC, were also given to accepting rumors and conspiracy theories. Do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow, let him be your fear, let him be your dread. In context, Isaiah is warning that we should not be distracted by rumors or the plots of men. We are told clearly to fear and trust God, and not man. Of course, we would be wrong to say that wealthy or powerful humans do not try and take over companies or control aspects of national wealth or power. Of course they do. And they've always done so. But they will not take control of the whole world. We actually waste our time worrying about such things. Yet there is one conspiracy afoot on this planet about which we need to be alert. It is not the Illuminati or some other fictional concern, but it is very real and will destroy anyone who does not escape its deceptive grasp. Truly, the story of mankind is a sorry tale that includes frequent and devastating deception. Some deceptions are political, some are carried out for hope of financial gain, and some are actively developed for purposes of successful prosecution of war. On an individual level, it all too often involves a spouse deceiving and betraying a spouse, a brutally hurtful and selfish practice. However, one of the greatest theaters of deception has unfortunately been in the practice of religion. Most churches that operate under the banner of Christianity claim to project a message which is defined by the ancient term gospel, meaning good news. Now it is worth noting that hundreds of Christian denominations have developed and promoted a wide range of interpretations as to what is entailed in this gospel message. The range of teachings is huge and often contradictory. Note samples of contradictions. Who is God? Many teach that God is a being restricted to three persons in one person, called the Trinity. Some will teach that God consists of two beings, a Father and Jesus Christ, the Son, with the Holy Spirit simply being their power. What is man? Many teach that humans live a mortal existence, but have an immortal soul that leaves the body upon death and goes to a happy place or a very bad place depending on how they lived. Some teach that humans are mortal and have no immortal soul, that the hope of eternal life comes only upon a resurrection from the dead. They usually teach that man exists to enable the Father to reproduce himself in mankind, 
thus explaining why he's called the father in the Bible and Jesus is referred to as the elder brother. Which is the day of worship? Most teach we should keep Sunday as the day of worship. Some teach that the seventh day of the week, the Sabbath, is the proper day of worship and that we should also observe the holy days outlined in the Bible. There are many other points of contention. But how is contention possible within a faith that collectively calls itself Christian? It is only possible because of deception. Deception that was developed in a very similar way to that which produced the belief in the mythical Illuminati. We'd like to give you an opportunity to examine how the false understanding of the gospel was developed and in the process show, not from the writings of man, but strictly from the pages of the Bible, how it defines the message we know as the gospel. You will likely be very shocked that what is taught in the Bible on this topic is not anything like that which you may have learned in contact with many religions. The booklet, Do You Believe the True Gospel?, written by late biblical scholar Dr. Roderick C. Meredith, will explain this topic more concisely than any other source. The booklet is free, with no follow-up. What can we do to prevent getting caught up in fake ideas like the many who are duped by the Illuminati mythology? Especially, how do we avoid accepting wrong ideas about religion, the purpose of man, or what God expects of us? From a religious or secular perspective, there are several things we can do. Study well-recognized and accepted source documents. There is a tendency nowadays to research very superficially, and often only in sources deemed popular. But for many subjects, we need to go to source documentation in books at libraries, sources which are highly reliable and well-verified. In searching for religious truth from a Christian perspective, the only source document is the Bible. There are no others. Thus, knowing what the Bible says is of immense value. Do not just rely on men's writings about the Bible. Make a habit of taking time to know the scriptures. The Bible text itself is the only truly revealed source of truth. Knowing the scriptures well and avoiding getting bogged down in some minute interpretation of a few verses helps create an overview of God's truth and an understanding of the folly of many of man's concerns. Know the Bible. It is part of the cultural history of the Western world. Acts 17, 11, and 12 states, These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. Discovering the truth about the Bible could prove to be one of the most important and exciting adventures you have ever embarked upon. Although critics attack it, and preachers often ignore or gloss over many of its teachings, the Bible contains a dimension of knowledge that is almost totally missing from our modern world. Avoid getting caught up in searching out all one can about various conspiracies or nefarious plots. Plots of the Bilderberg meetings, plots about reducing population, plots about one world currency, plots about this and plots about that. You'll drive yourself down a rabbit hole. 
you'll waste much good time that could be really productive for you and your family. You could spend your life in conspiracy pursuits and end up like Don Quixote, tilting at windmills. It will be for nothing. If these plots exist, will your study of them change anything? I have seen people waste their life on such matters. It can give a person a sense of self-importance, but in the end, contribute nothing. The reality is, however, there is a set of conspiracies that has had and continues to have a tremendous impact on human history and events. The surprising truth is that God's word tells us those conspiracies are real, but the manipulators are on the spiritual level, not the physical. Their plots are ultimately doomed to failure, for the God of the universe is always in charge and strictly limits the activities of these spiritual schemers. Live in the real world. Spend your time on real things. Do your best at your job every workday. Create a pleasant place to live, making sure it's kept clean and neat, which is very good for mental health. Get exercise if you're able. Acquire as much fresh air as possible and enjoy the beauty of creation. Build real skills in something related to your work or a useful hobby. Live in the real world, not in a fantasy movie-like world. And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, you should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and that you will not be dependent on anybody. That is advice from the God of creation through Paul. We all have the choice to enact it or ignore it. Our choices have consequences, good or bad. God created a very real and beautiful planet filled with plants and animals, all living in amazing ecosystems. Observing these in the out of doors brings a sense of wonder, gratitude, and joy of life. Taking time to observe and enjoy this reality, even perhaps growing a garden or a few plants, assists us in recognizing the glory of our maker as David did and about which he wrote so profoundly. How many are your works, O Lord? In wisdom you've made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There is the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. Look ahead to the goal for which mankind was made. Don't get distracted by the concerns of this world. This is why today's offer is so important. Reading what the Bible says the true gospel is all about will surprise you, encourage you, and may shock you. The truth of why mankind was created and what message the true church of God was to preach is very different, shockingly different, than what most have ever heard. God gives us instruction in the Bible as to how to live and how to behave toward other people and toward God in all manner of situations. It is that application of God's law and following the wisdom and understanding given by God's Spirit which are the criteria upon which we are judged. Even the Apostle James was inspired to clarify this point in writing to church members around AD 60. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, 
and his commandments are not burdensome. Hence, love for God and man is shown through keeping God's commandments in body and spirit. It is on this we are judged. Note Paul's famous statement to the church in Corinth. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. In other words, being able to teach God's truth in multiple languages, understanding all prophecy, being able to work miracles in God's name, mean absolutely nothing if we're not living in accordance with the law of God and the spirit of mercy and kindness that the law requires to be exercised. A person without godly character is not useful to God. So how do we deal with this world as it is sinking into madness? How do we avoid getting distracted with useless investigations into conspiracies, most of which don't really exist? Study the Bible for the basic truths, especially how we should interact with one another according to God's law, guidance, and expectations. Be productive in your life. Focus on what is real and practical and beneficial to others. Build godly character through the keeping of God's law and way of life, thus being a blessing to others. These are the things that God wants us to do. He wants us to be productive spiritually and good examples to those around us. Achieving the character shaped by God's instructions is what really matters. We can ignore all the other distractions in the world, including conspiracy myths such as the Illuminati, as nothing more than background noise. Join us next week as Gerald Weston, Michael Haycoop, and I bring you more about the conditions of today's world and the glorious world that is soon to come.